love you. Well, howdy doodly do, and welcome back to the couch. So happy to have you here, Catch Potatoes. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon, hoodly hoodly do. Um, <laughs> this is a podcast about movies and TV, and it's called Green and Faceless on the Couch. Welcome. It's called that because that's us, and we're on the couch. Right now. Right now. <laughs> nope. No. no, I'm in an office chairs, chair. but yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I'm watching the movies, I'm on the couch. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Uh, we and if we ever, if we ever like make enough money and we're like in a studio, I'm sure we'll like arrange it so that we're sitting on a couch. Yes. Yeah, of if, course. Yeah. If we have like a camera on us and we're on like you yeah, know, and if you want us filmed. to be that well off from doing this show, please visit us at. Mm. patreon.com slash green and faceless i was hoping uh, you would take it there i was trying to trying to lob a softball for a good pitch yeah so there we go yeah <laughs> i i hope i didn't strike out because no no you hit a home run you no. hit a home run i could feel the money coming in well, we appreciate it so much guys <laughs> <laughs> you know who really appreciates money disney because we're going to be talking uh marvel's eternals yes number 26 we are. <clears throat> yeah, in the, in the MCU. And we're going to be pitting that up against Netflix's Don't Look Up. Uh, Netflix, they also love money. So, yes. yeah, they both, both, uh, both studios poured their hearts into their projects. Uh, Marvel, not as much as they do with some of their projects, but well, let's talk I that first. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, I will yeah, say yeah. straight out the, the bag. Um, it's also it's something different. It's not something that I thought they would ever do, which yeah. excites me because there's a whole bunch of shit that I thought they would never do. And like sex they're scenes. doing some of it. Like sex. <laughs> <laughs> Eternals it has the first MCU sex scene, I believe. And uh, uh, as an individual who, honestly, I can care less if sex is in my movies, but... If it's in there, I want it to like make sense for like right. character development or something. And no, Marvel has their first MCU sex scene, and it's just it's just dumb. Like I it's can't like, remember what? who was in the sex scene. I remember um, complaining about the sex. I scene. believe it was I believe it was Jim and Chan play uh, who's playing Cersei, and okay. maybe Richard Madden playing Icarus. I believe in a flashback scene. Okay. Okay. I think. It might. It might not have been. I might be completely. It might uh, have been forgetting. Kit Harrington. It might have been Kit Harrington, who uh, he's also in this. Yeah, Richard Madden, famous as Rob Stark, uh, and uh, many other roles, of course. And and then Kit Harrington, famous as John Snow, and many other roles, of course. Yes. But uh, and and in this, Kit Harrington plays uh, Dane Whitman, um, yes. Cersei's who, modern day boyfriend, who I guess <laughs> we're doing something with later. That's yeah, all I'll yeah. say about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll I will tag on to that. Just stick around for the uh, the two yeah. staple Marvel uh, uh, credits post credit scenes. Normally, with the post credit scenes, you know, one of them's important, one of them's not so much important. Sadly, and you know, also thankfully to the people whose names are in the credits. 
the second the second and last post credit scene is important, so you do have to stick around for that, or just fast forward since it's on Disney Plus. Yes, now. you're streaming it, so you can just fast forward it. Just try exactly. to read the names as they go by, okay? <laughs> just give, yeah, give them that credit. Just like at least make fun of their name or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that! His one. name's John. <laughs> Just John. They even bothered to give him a second name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Eternals. Um, do you want do you want to summarize Eternals or don't sure. look up? I don't mind. I'll, I'll do I'll do Eternals. So okay. uh, we got <clears throat> a long time ago, back when human civilization was beginning. Um, these. <laughs> These godlike humanoids were sent here by their god, who's a, a celestial named um, Yes Ashram. Is that right? I believe uh, it's Ashram. Arashem, I believe, maybe Arashem. But uh, did you did you recognize that voice? I don't know if you looked up that voice. Uh, let me let me take a look. It's it's a voice more of your childhood than mine. I will say. It's David K. The voice of Megatron. The voice of Megatron. I don't I know mean, if you it, watch Transformers, honestly. I didn't, it was, I didn't, watch, I didn't it. watch it as much as I collected the toys. I'm a big okay. I'm a fanatic of toys. Yeah, but uh, when I heard that voice, I was like, I know that voice from somewhere, and I had to like look it up and I was just like, No, no, it's the voice of Megatron. I was like, Yeah, yeah. It it definitely does yeah, sound like yeah, Megatron talking I, to me as this celestial true. being. Yeah, that's ringing true to me. Um, Arashem is uh, bigger than the planet Earth, which yeah. is where this story takes place. Yeah. So if you coming into if you're coming into Eternals and you're wondering, huh? It, the trailer made it look like this is modern day, and these are all godlike beings. Why haven't they been helping out at all for the last twenty five <laughs> Marvel movies? Well, it's explained in the in, in Eternals. It's a small yes. spoiler, so I don't care about explaining it. Uh, they're only supposed to help out if deviants are involved, and That's deviants right. so far have not been involved because they killed uh, them all lots yeah. of years ago. They think, uh, but then garbage now, excuse in the more <laughs> yes, very bad excuse. You're right because because they've it. all been on Earth this whole time. Uh, and and let's go ahead and go through all the Eternals right now. Uh, yes. They are led by a Jack, played by Salma Hayek. Um, uh, and you'll notice that so these names might ring familiar if you're uh, fans of mythology, especially Greek mythology, because these characters, these heroes that have been on Earth all along, supposedly inspired these myths that we are familiar with and you'll notice right. that they're just slightly off the names mostly uh she, she leads uh thena played by angelina jolie who is my god obviously like a goddess of war kind of deal <laughs> they do make that reference several times they make sure you yeah. don't forget that and and she's um, she's also suffering from uh Yes. I don't remember what the mental disease is, but like um Mad it, something. Mad Blair. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, something mad. Yeah, I can't remember what that second word was, but mad is the mad is the first word, and that's what that makes her. You know, she kind of yeah. forgets where she's at, right. and she becomes, uh, you know, a, a detriment to not only herself but those around her because right. you know she is a warrior. So when she goes mad, she's immediately <laughs> throwing her blade, and her the other right. Eternals have to stop her. So that that was a very interesting. Uh, it was. And it, it is also leads to the Eternals breaking up their familial unit and try mm-hmm. because they've 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 done their mission, but and also like the the people around them. So when they first came, they were very much in the place of being communal leaders as well as as protectors, right. but. As time went on and the human race became more advanced and more independent, they stopped listening to the Eternals, and the Eternals decided to blend in and, and hide. Um, because she's going mad, Thena, they're supposed to kill her. That's like the protocol of this disease. Yeah. Um, and they decide to break up instead, and her boyfriend Gilgamesh he is played by uh Ma Dong Suk but and I believe I said that right but it is he went by Don Lee in the credits for this movie okay uh he manages to stop her in this one event where she's attacking everybody and convinces Ajax to let them go and he would protect her and anybody that would would come around uh so that's a kind of a a nice little side story that's going on uh kind of representing you know uh, other mental illnesses in our world and how they they don't get treated very well yeah i like how they they try to give all the characters like all of the eternals like not only their own personalities of course that's that's kind of easy to do with Mm -hmm. all the different actors but like their own personal like quandaries and goals and things like motivations like they did a good pretty good job at the supporting characters and uh which you know not all the maternals are main characters you know it focuses on a few main ones but like the supporting ones which uh athena and gilgamesh kind of are they're still main more main than some of the other eternals but you know right. they're middle ground but like their 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 side story it doesn't take away from the big story at all no but it's a nice it's a good ad i really enjoy right. I, I did appreciate her story a little bit and they do a i think a good job of keeping it in the background until it's relevant yeah, story. yeah. i think it like it didn't seem once it became relevant and didn't seem out of nowhere it was i mm-hmm. think well placed um so that's those two uh, another pairing to talk about, we already mentioned them, uh, Cersei, uh, based off of Cersei, but with C's. Also, it might have been Kirke because there's only hard C's in, in Greek. Um, <laughs> but Gemma Chain, obviously, and Icarus, Icarus, you know, the wings, he can fly. Oh, we didn't mention uh, Gilgamesh is super strong. And Cersei... Oh, yeah. When she touches things, she can turn them into anything else. Like, almost like Midas touch 
kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but she has control over it, I think. <laughs> and uh, also, just to, just to get my Doctor Who corner in, Jimmy Chan was in the uh, Waters of Mars episode. So, oh, yeah, with David Tennant. It's a great episode. Is that... I'm trying to remember. Yes. That's the one. Yes. I um, remember her back there now. I remember her. Yeah. With That's the astronauts. Tenet, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the, the astronauts are, like, um, liquefying. I can't remember. There's, like, a water... Right. There's some creature. kind I can't of, what it is. Yeah, yeah, water creature. Creepy episode. It's very eerie. Yes. It is eerie. Definitely. Uh, and then we already know what Richard Madden is from. Yeah, but he can fly. Icarus can fly. He also has like the uh, the Cyclops vision. Um, oh he, yeah, or, or yeah. Superman. He, it's he's more, basically I guess, Superman. Superman. Rays. He's basically yeah. Superman, though. I'm not sure that he's he's definitely not the strongest physically among them. But he they do yeah. treat him like he's the best. In fact, yeah. uh, Kingo Kumal Nanjiani who I've seen a lot of stuff with you, and I think you're hilarious. I'm glad that you're yeah. doing more mainline ro- roles. Um, Agreed. He, uh, he can shoot energy beams or whatever in various sizes, uh, and he almost exclusively calls Icarus boss uh, <laughs> because he Icarus are, yeah. always led the teams, um, and... That's why, but it becomes a problem when, and I'm guessing we'll get to that point. I don't know. Yeah. Where we really are going for it, aren't we? There's a lot of characters. We might not. Yeah. There's a Uh, lot of characters in the story. It's, it, the problem with this movie is it's, it tries to be an epic. Right. But it's not entire, in my opinion, it's not entirely intriguing enough to be an epic, but it has all of the, the characteristics and like needs. Right, and that's that's one of the 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 problems is it just there's a lot to it and it goes on and on. It's like two hours and right. I think there like needed, needed uh, something. I don't know. I we'll get to yeah. that point. I'm sure. But I do want to say though, I know a lot of people have already said it, but when Richard Madden, uh, when I watched the trailer for Eternals, like about a year ago now, when it when it first came out, uh, when the trailer, I mean, first came out. I saw Richard Madden. I thought, why is Sebastian Stan now in this movie as not Winter Soldier? I was like, that's so weird. Why would they have him play two different people? And then at the end, I was like, oh, it's Richard Madden. I never, I you know never what's realized. Really funny about that. Uh, so, Circe, we've already mentioned in the past, dated Icarus, but right. she's now dating Dan Whitman, played by Kit Harrington. And when that first couple of scenes were going on, uh, I think both me and Sarah was like, uh, oh, why does, why does Icarus look different? <laughs> we were so <laughs> confused for just a few minutes. And they do kind of look John, a, a similar. They really John do. Snow, Ro- John <laughs> Snow, Rob Stark, and, uh, wait, sorry, Richard Madden. Kate Harrington yeah. and Sebastian Stan all look wildly <laughs> close. They do. <laughs> and it's very unnerving. <laughs> and the, like it did take me a minute to be like, no, that's Kit Harrington. And then Sarah was like, so I'm kind of confused because did Icarus lose his memory because he's acting weird? 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, that's Kit Harrington. I thought the same thing. Uh, it was it was funny. Uh, so you know, oh, it's a good thing gosh. they made him play half brothers. I'll say, I'll say. Yeah, Game uh, of Thrones did a great job of casting. They should have just grabbed Sebastian and Stan to come in there and play another role if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a little too old to play Bran, probably. Yeah, uh, maybe with some makeup he could have been Ned Stark. I don't know which one's yeah. the oldest of all of them. Yeah, well, or I mean, we got a great Ned Stark. Uncle though, I don't want to. Benjen could have been Uncle Benjen. That's a good one. There we go. All right, we'll recap. <laughs> we'll, we'll go back in time. And we'll find the producer, the casting director. <laughs> There's something coming out Game of Thrones wise. I think. Yeah, the Targaryen, the yeah. something with the Targaryens. Also, Lord I didn't of the Ring-wise, something's coming out on for yeah. It's, Amazon. So it's, it's full disclosure for everybody. I haven't actually watched the Game of Thrones show. I've read all of the books. Mm-hmm. I love the books. I've only gotten through two seasons of the show before I just can't. So <laughs> I'm trying. I, I still try. Like at least once a year, I've tried, but. <laughs> Hey there, Couch Potatoes. This is the future Leon here. Just wanted to say that we had quite a few drops in this recording, unfortunately. We were able to edit around most of them. Unfortunately, we missed our conversation about Sprite, played by Leah McHugh. Uh, She is a shape-changing Eternal and is stuck in her normal form as a child. So there's some interesting plot things about that, and she's also essential to the what goes on between Cersei and Icarus. And then we continued on to talk about Fastos, um, and part of that conversation was gone, and Fastos was played by Brian Tyree Henry. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Uh, when they break off from each other back in the medieval times, um, he eventually winds up having this family with uh, this. I don't remember what his husband's name was, but his husband no. knows everything. But I, I, I have to wonder with these like eternal things, you know, we watched a shit ton of Doctor Who. How many relationships has he been in? Yeah, that's what that's kind of what bothered yeah. me a bit was. I love his character. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he's one of the more minor focused on Eternals. He's, I mean, he has his moments, of course, mm-hmm. but they don't really go deep into exploring him. And yeah, his relationship was one thing that I was like, ah, oh, I wish we could have explored this aspect a little bit more because it, it kind of disturbed me because yeah. I, I love him having a relationship. I think yeah. that's great. But like he's ha- he's building a family, and I'm just like, how is that gonna? You just have to watch them die. Like, yeah, it's it's just that. Like, I I guess yeah, I do want to impl- uh, I do want to reinforce what I had just said. I wasn't disturbed by him being in a homosexual relationship. Right, 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 it's the right, fact, right. yeah, it's the fact that he himself is immortal, and then him, his husband, and the kid will just grow old and die. And I was yeah, just like, they're just gonna grow old, and you're gonna look exactly the same. And the movie doesn't really go into that at all. I'm like, that's one of the more interesting aspects of these yeah. characters that I would like to explore. <laughs> yeah, like I want to know if if he has done that in the uh, before yeah. in the few centuries to that passed, and how that affected his character. And they do talk about that. I think 
with one of the other characters. Um, but I no, I'm mixing things. I'm thinking of me slash a Shielda. <laughs> who, who played Arya Stark? <laughs> okay, oh, <man. laughs> so there's uh, Makari. Uh, she is uh, probably based off of Mercury. She's super fast. Um, played by Lauren right. uh, Ridloff. I, I don't know about uh, Lauren, but the character is also deaf, um, and so most of the other Eternals know how to sign to her, which is cool. Uh, but mainly, uh, she communicates through Druig, played by Barry uh, Keoghan. I'm sorry. I, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. an Irish word, but I don't know how to say it. He was the one that, like, he looked so familiar to me, but I could not. Right. Like, I think I looked up his filmography and I was like, I don't recognize you, I don't think. Oh, he was he was in Green Knight. He was the the guy who oh, tied him up. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because I was um, gonna say, like the whole movie, I'm sitting there and like I did like a quick look at his filmography and didn't see anything. Oh, thank you. Well, he yeah, can control people with his mind. <laughs> yeah. Which again, that's another one that was like a little disturbing that he he does it so often. And you're kind of wondering, like, maybe that's something they could have gone into as well. Like, yeah. coming, like, not to spoil the modern day, but they come to a village that he is, um, he's not controlling the whole village all the time. Right. But it is a peaceful village because he does step in and just it's assume control. It's kind of like a cult. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like his cult. And I think these people are willingly. Uh, allowing yeah. themselves to be his his puppet when, right. when he feels, and they and all that's just, I, I, I feel like that's where I'm at with this movie. Is like it's a very fascinating. There's a lot of good themes, and I, and I like a lot of the stances that they're making on the characters because we haven't. I haven't read the comics, and I, neither of you for these characters. And so neither of us really know what the comics are. Uh, right. What you know the comics that they're based off of. But I looked into them a little bit, and they did a lot of good, like, gender changes for many of the characters. Uh, I know specific I – th- I think Sprite was the one that I can recall that was a, a gender switch gotcha. uh, for the movie. There, I know there was others. I just can't remember who. Um, but, like, they, they, they were more inclusive with their casting than what the, the comics were represented as when they were, you know, created way back in the day by Jack Kirby. Um so, like, that's all good. And I think there's so many good themes that they, they were trying to explore with this film. But I think they just needed to, like, shoehorn that deviant plot in there so that they had something to go with. And yeah. I was just like, I would have been more interested if you're just focusing on the Eternals in the modern world and how yeah. they're utilizing their powers. Or even if they did, like, a semi-vignetted kind of thing about yeah. how they lived through all this time. Like you said, that they try to make it this epic, but they don't spend the time that an epic would. Right. Um, at, like, that's the, the greatest part about epics, I feel like, is watching so much time pass and so many locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like if they wanted to go that route, that they could have done more with back 
uh, flashbacks and stuff like that, or um, maybe I I don't know, but yeah, I do I think like so. what happens in the end when it concerns Ashram and the Celestials and all of them, and there's there's secrets between them and Ashram. I will say that much. Yeah, and yeah, it is really interesting. It's a really interesting look at how different people treat faith or duty or anything like that. Um, and mm. I don't, and, and I'm just trying to talk around spoilers, and it's kind of hard because yeah, I don't want to go it's, behind it's, a, sp- a spoiler wall for this one, not really. Um, right. That's the <clears> thing with this movie is it has a lot of introductions for the MCU. Right. And it's like things that would be fun to talk about, but at the same time, they are really going to spoil what's coming. Right. With the MCU. So it's like, you know, I don't want to put up a spoiler wall either because we just ain't got that time. <laughs> we don't have that time. We've already talked uh, a good 20 minutes just about this. Yeah. And we haven't really talked uh, much of the plot. But like you said, I, there's there's a lot of spoilers to talk around. Um, yeah. But they get back together. I think this is a spoiler, but a minor one enough. Uh Somebody has killed Ajax. So now they're trying to uh, figure out how that happened. And they also have noticed an influx of deviants. And uh, the deviants also seem to gain a leader uh, right. in Crow. I believe Demon that's Crow. Yes. And yeah. uh, that's. Bill Skarsgård for you guys. Yeah, uh, Pennywise the Clown. You'll never recognize him in this role. No. Yeah, the the I will admit the the CGI kind of like I, I I'm sure yeah. it was good, but it wasn't like the wowing. Celestials was were much better than yeah yeah the, I agree with that the Deviants. Yeah, you felt the scope of the Celestials pretty well. With Ajax dying, I feel like that should have been much quicker. I'm sure yeah. if I were to rewatch it, it happens in 20 minutes or so. But like, if most of the stories are going to be told in flashbacks, that's fine. Um, make it more of like a mystery epic kind of thing, right? And you know that would have been more entertaining for me. But yeah, it happens pretty deep into like at near the end of like Act One or maybe beginning yeah. of Act Two. And I'm just like, whoa. This is they what do a lot okay. of setup before they get to that point, which, you know, yeah. I wanted to, uh, it was good to know who Ajax was and to have some connection to her, but most of her right. char- character work is after she's dead, which I don't necessarily mind that either. Um, no, I don't either. And Salma Hayek, just like, she's brilliant. Yeah. And I enjoy her a lot in this role. It's not like her best role ever, but like to no. see her in the MCU is just like a, it's a nice fun thing because everybody's gonna be in the MCU eventually. Oh, everyone you know? is in the MCU already. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I, I don't know if Andy Taylor Joy's been Angelina in it yet. Angelina Jolie in one of these capes, man. Oh, Andy Taylor Joy was. She was in the New Mutants, so I guess technically. Oh, she I don't was. That, I didn't see that one, but I, I haven't I seen doubt it either. That, actually, that one's gonna be MCU canon. Yeah, it's probably reason. not. Yeah, Bubble Universe. She'll get recast as somebody else in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> like other people. <laughs> so, how do you feel about Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate? Uh, I'm very intrigued by that. I think that's gonna be yeah, good. That's gonna be yeah. good. I think after watching that that one Pierce Brosnan uh, 
that one. What was that movie called? It was uh, the Thomas um, Crown Affair. Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah. After seeing that, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm feeling it again. Yeah. He's older now and more sexy. So yeah, he's got a fucking magnificent beard now. Yeah, he's he does. Just, just thank you for. I mean, it's like, it's like approval from your from your dad. <laughs> it's cool, guys. We can wear beards now. Yes. Uh, is there more to talk about with uh, with uh, Eternals? You know, I think they name dropped Batman. I don't think we mentioned that. <laughs> they name dropped Batman, which was really funny because that means DC Comics exists in the MCU. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it kind of like I. It, I don't know. At the same time, it just feels like, uh, you know, MCU poking fun at Disney. It's like, we're making good movies, guys. <laughs> what are you yeah, we're it? making good movies. You <laughs> suck, Warner Brothers. <laughs> uh, it's going to be the year for DCU. They got four movies coming out. I have... Yeah. Gosh, they can do I'm it. I'm excited I'm, for most of them. I mean, yeah. now that I, those posters for Black Adam came out, I'm a little more excited. Um yeah. Because I was like, why are they doing a Black Adam movie? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they got Dwayne Johnson aboard. They that's got why. Dwayne Johnson. That's why. You're right. Yeah, I don't so, think there's much more with uh, Eternals. Closing statements, then. Yeah. It is fun. Yeah. I did enjoy it. Um, I know it seems like I'm gonna be in down on it, but like it's 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 an enjoyable Marvel film. Like you know, there's there's many yeah. different rungs of a Marvel film, and it wasn't garbage. You no. know, there haven't been many garbage Marvel films. I can think of like one, but I'll save <laughs> that for when we get couple. to the MCU. <laughs> yeah, I can think of a couple actually. That's true, but it, yeah, it's it's uh, it's in the middle range of the Marvel films where it's like, it's enjoyable. You can watch yeah. it and it, it seems like it's outside of the realm enough that you don't have to be deep in the MCU's oh, hell no. blanket to like totally get it. If you really wanted to. Yeah. Um, Cause they, they really s- don't, they don't do anything except uh, there's a <laughs> geographical change towards the end to an ocean and somewhere in the world, I will yes. say. Yes. And, the, uh, they they mentioned the one thing I mentioned earlier about like wow we didn't help the Avengers because there were no deviants involved and like that's it that's like the only mentions in the MCU it's yeah. a very small on the bubble universe so I you know I give it two yeah. and a half stars it's it's fun enough um and we didn't we didn't mention that this is directed by Chloe Zhao who uh, oh, Nomadland wow. yeah yeah she, so she went from Nomadland to this and both you know very as much successful. as yeah, and as much as we've been, like, as I've been saying, like, meh, meh, you know, it, it could have been more epic if it was trying to be so epic. At the same time, great job, Chloe Shout, because, like, you, you had a massive cast. Yeah. You had to Disneyfy, uh, or Marvelfy, uh, an epic story, and I think you did a good job. You know, you, yeah. you did what you had to. I so. enjoyed it enough to say that I definitely will watch it again. Um, yeah. And I'm also just a sucker for mythology. So anytime you say, oh, look, we're going to be playing with these mythological characters that you know about. And there's going to be so many twists because it's it's a superhero show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was made for me. <laughs> to be oh, perfectly honest. That, uh, that statement there makes me think and, and just want to throw out, we need to do a TV Talks on American Gods sometime. Yes, we should. I I've yeah. always wanted to watch it. Always wanted to. 
Uh, Neil Gaiman actually did a run on the Eternals. That's fucking yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to read that. <laughs> I love that reaction. It took you just a minute. I like it. Yeah, I had to let it sink in. I was like, of course I know that Neil Gaiman did the American Gods, but then I was just like, no, you said Eternals. <laughs> what the wiki? Goddamn, it's on the Wikipedia that I opened up. He had, the wiki feet. Uh, there's a collection edition hardcover out there of his uh telling well, of shit. the eternals now you're so giddy now okay rob a bank i didn't give it a rating gets a full face oh, yeah. i will watch it again um there's lots more things that probably could have been said about it but we, we gotta move on this show we talk about more movies than one most of the time except for yes. once a week where we talk about one. <laughs> <laughs> Except for our most often. Uh, let's move on, though. Let's uh, let's go into Netflix's Don't Look Up. But before they that... Got... Oh. Let's right. do a soda pop break. You're right. Soda pop. Gotta stay hydrated. Yeah. I'll be right back. Even though soda's a diuretic, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Potatoes. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay. You ready, Are you Jedi? Ready? Are you yes, ready? Yes, sir. Don't look up. Hey, there's Not something. Dang. There's something right above your head. But no. don't look up. Don't look up. <laughs> and uh, uh, just so you know, it's naked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a good mythical morning joke whenever they do like the it's just like don't do this just so you know it's naked I <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't look up directed by Adam McKay Adam McKay doesn't normally do it for me um, some of his bigger past works have been Anchorman Talladega okay. Nights Step Brothers and then more recently he's been hitting hitting it out of the park for me with uh, The Big Short and Vice yeah those are so, both good so he's yeah. He's gotten uh, more political as he's gone along. Yeah. Um, yeah he went from Will Ferrell <laughs> to politics. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm not going to say that Talladega Nights wasn't political. <laughs> <laughs> Secret review of Talladega Nights. Never seen it. <laughs> uh, actually, honestly, it's uh, it's one of the first movies that I watched with Will Ferrell. It's definitely the yeah. feel like the one that like really blew him up, uh, and he does a lot of the yelling. And I'm not a big fan. Yep. Sorry, Will. And but anyhow, the rest of the movie is great. Sasha Baron Cohen is in it. Uh, <laughs> it's and and nice. I always love John C. Riley. I that at the sure. very least, like when you're too. gonna watch a Will Ferrell movie, he's usually in it. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Those movies, those movies are big. People love. Love them. They love uh, Adam McKay, you know. So I, I understand why he's popular. Just doesn't always hit my, you know, my comedic right. uh, gut, whatever you would call it. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I wrote down two two words that you, the uh, producers, when you're making the DVD cover out there for uh, "Don't Look Up," you can slap this on the DVD cover. Uh, the two words I wrote down were "steamingly delicious." 
The comedy is steamingly delicious. It really is. The he really got the satire just down oh, so beautifully just, in this movie. Just right. And yeah. so here is the here is the story. Uh, Kate Dibiaski, played by Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, she is a, a grad student, I think. Yeah, right, I believe she's um, getting her doctorate in yeah, astronomy. And astronomy. Okay, I was gonna say I thought it was astronomy, but I was like, that seems a little basic. No, yeah, it's even <laughs> <laughs> astrophysics. Something, yeah. But she 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 discovers that there is a comet heading towards Earth. And she's doubled and triple checked her math, and it is on a crash course collision, and it is an extinction level event, meaning all of the planet would basically be wiped out by. I can't remember the size of it. It's like the size of uh, a mountain. Hmm. It's like Mount Everest. Uh, Somebody was said it Mount Everest? Everest at some point. Yeah, yep. huge, just fucking huge asteroid. Is and huge. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's a comet. It's a comet. It is a comet. Yes. It's a comet. Yeah. That's a... Oh, I don't... I don't... I'm not like... I, I watch so much Neil deGrasse Tyson, but my brain turns off when he talks because I just love his voice. But then I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but she uh, she goes to her teacher, Randall Mindy. Dr. Randall Dr. Mindy. Dr. Randall Mindy. Played by Leo DiCaprio. And uh, he's... So they're both very lovely characters. I love both of them so much. Uh, she is at at first she seems like she's a little more reserved or like uh, uh, in control of her emotions. I would guess right. uh, they're right. both very anxious and socially yes. like slightly socially awkward. Um, but you kind of get the feeling at the very beginning that if they were to say go on TV and have interviews about this comic. <laughs> Uh, comet coming towards Earth, you would think that Leo be, would be the one who would like at the beginning snap because he would yes. be so jittery. Yes, but which actually... is very much what they thought would happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, this one's a little out of control. She's a little more in charge of what's of her emotions right now because Media you know, training. obviously, yeah. When you when you discover something that terrifying, you're gonna imagine it. Uh, you know, you're gonna go through a buttload of emotions real fast. Because uh, I can't remember how many days they had. They had like two months, maybe it was more. No, it was it way was, more than that. It was. It was like a. It was like three hundred and. It was, it was less close than to a year. year. It was almost a year. Yeah. Yeah, and and they go up the route. They go to some guy named Oglethorpe, I believe. Um, I think it was Oglethorpe, yes. played Teddy, by Rob Morgan. Teddy Oglethorpe. Yeah, and he he gets them in to see the president, or he's supposed to. Yes. Uh, so they can inform the president of the United States that there's a dangerous comet coming towards Earth. We need to rally the troops. We need to send the Armageddon crew up there with their their oil drills and blow the crap out of it. Um, that that's not a, uh, they don't say that, but that's what I imagine is like you know what's going through the heads. They got to stop it somehow. You know they got to do something to save Earth. Mm -hmm. Jesus. And trying to get to the president turns to be a little difficult because, uh, well, politics sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's, it's a very, very veiled uh, satire on a certain presidential administration. Yeah, this is definitely about a very particular administration. <laughs> 
one that <laughs> didn't quite care about people, but so much the it, you know itself and its yes. family, yes. and might have hired their sons and son in, you know the uh, son in laws and uh, <laughs> her sons in law and daughters in law or daughter uh, and into the administration. You know, very uh, what is that? Um, nepotism, it's not patriarchal. Nepotism. Thank you. A very yeah. nepotistic presidential administration on display here in this movie. Um, and that, that president is uh, Madam President Meryl Streep. I don't think I ever wrote president down her name. Orlean. Orlean? Yep. Interesting. Orlean. Yeah, Meryl Streep as the president is hilarious yes, and annoying. It is, it is so good. <laughs> But you really do get that sense of like I'm in it for the power, I'm in it for the image, I'm in it for me, uh, and and her son is the chief of staff played by Jonah Hill. I didn't write down his name either. Oh uh, shit, uh, Jason Orlean. Jason, that's right. They, she doesn't even know it at the end because yeah, I don't, th- I don't think they ever give his name until the end when she's like, and how and is Jason with you or whatever? And she's like Jason. <laughs> It's just like, oh, it's her son. <laughs> no, I think I think they do at the very beginning use okay. Jason uh, because I'm pretty sure that Oglethorpe is like, hey, what's going on? Like, why, okay, why yeah. aren't we getting to see the president? This is important. Uh, That's another funny part is like when they're waiting, when, uh, <laughs> when Jennifer Lawrence and Leo DiCaprio are waiting to see the president, there's a general who comes into the room and gives them snacks and water. And yeah. he's just like, it's $2 each. And then so they have to pay him $20 for all the stuff. And then like two minutes later, you find out the snacks and everything are free. Yeah. And it bothers Kate Dibiowski, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's <laughs> character. It bothers her throughout the rest of the yes. movie. It's, yeah, it's so, so funny. <laughs> Especially like at the end where she's describing it to um, uh to Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet, yeah. <laughs> I didn't he know plays he was going to be in it. This teenager named Yule that comes in like right at the <clears> end <throat> of the movie, really. But it's, yeah, yeah, very uh, small part. It's still a good, a good addition. I, I, I really was like when they introduced him, I was like, he can't be important to the film, but he is. Like he's, yep. he's kind of the yep. heart at the end a little bit. Uh, but anyhow, Kate and him get drunk. She's like, and I just, it just drives me insane. Like, did he need the money? Like, <laughs> was it a power move? Was yeah. that what it was about? <laughs> that was uh, General, uh, I believe Thames is the, the character name, Paul uh, Giel Foyley. And hmm. I don't know if I said your name right. Sorry. But just, he's just in, like, wonderful. Everything. He, <laughs> but. But basically, uh, Kate and Randall, Dr. Mindy, they get turned away from the president who just doesn't care. It'd be bad for the poll numbers. They would, you yeah. know, they lose their chance at a reelection bid. They don't care if it's going to crash into the earth. It's not politically feasible for her. And so they're like, get the fuck out of here. Don't talk to anybody. And they immediately go to the press where you get, um, I don't know if it's the first talk show they go to. But they uh, they are a recurring talk show hosting pair in the movie Tyler Perry and Kate Blanchett. Yep. Um, I don't sadly. Oh, you uh, help Claire was Brie Avanti, and uh, Tyler uh, Perry played Jack Brimmer. 
Remember. Thank you. And and they are a hilarious representation of the media. Yes. <laughs> Where you know it's just like very about again, also it's kinda like they're both very self centered. It's it's um I've worked on a few news sets, uh, but like fake ones, not not like actual airing, but more for like college students to learn. Purposes. Yeah, and, and like it's so funny how like right up to the last second you become professional before the cameras start rolling, you know, it's like, and mm-hmm. we have five, four, and it's like, even during that countdown, they're still, like, in, in the movie, uh, Kate Blanchett <laughs> is just like, do I look good? Are my breasts looking okay? Like, what's happening here? And, like, yeah. Tyler's like, yep, everything's looking great. We're good. We're live. <laughs> and it's like, one, and it's a straight face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're very focused on keeping it light, keeping it real, you know, it's yeah. like, sure, there's a, you know, you guys say there's a doomsday comet coming? Wow, that's, you know, whatever, but, like, <laughs> pretty, pretty sure Tyler Perry at one point says, "Well, will it kill my ex-wife?" <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but it's the the funny thing, as we've already hinted at, that happens is uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Dibiaski, snaps on set because nobody's taking this seriously. Yeah, and that kind of sparks this conspiracy theory that you know blooms. Um, it's not directly her fault, but like it, um, people end up, you know, once it becomes political, once politics gets back into it, it becomes a don't look up campaign where it's like, no, there's no comment coming. This woman's crazy. Uh, she blew up on set. She's just a nut job kind of thing. And then Dr. Randall Mindy, you know, he's a sexy doctor. It's Leo DiCaprio with a very good beard and he's looking very handsome and dapper. And he's knowledgeable. He's kind of like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know. And, you know, people love him. He's a big thing. But at the same time, they don't trust him. They don't believe it, you know. It's, again, there's a lot of a lot of uh, play on what's been going on in recent times. And, I don't know, it's just so fucking funny. Like, it was so <laughs> funny. You know, I was kind of worried that it would make me be like, why do we live in this world? And it did. Um, yeah, but yeah. I was so entertained that it doesn't, it didn't really matter. Um, I would just going back to uh, the world's sexiest doctor, Dr. Mindy. Um, <laughs> the commercials they did. When yep. it kept on getting closer, because he becomes like the spokesperson of the whole of the. Uh, eventually, the president turns around and is like, "Okay, we got to get on this." It's like six months later, yeah, <laughs> and they're like, um, "Okay, fine," and they decide to make uh, Doctor Randall the spokesperson, as I said, and eventually, their nonsense the. <laughs> The uh, <laughs> the administration's nonsense gets so far along, and he, he's like, "Wait a minute, who's peer reviewing this?" And yeah. <laughs> that becomes a big part of the movie. Is like they're not doing the science at all. They're they're just no. coming up with shit. And yeah, it uh, and it's it, just the mirror the, of the real world was was too good. Yeah, it really was, and and. Uh, the president's first plan, their first thing, is they're going to send a team of astronauts uh-huh. up 
to destroy it. They're going to like, I think they were just going to plant bombs. I can't remember what they were going to do. They were going to plant nukes and blow it up. They were doing Armageddon pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that team is led by Ron Perlman, who is a racist colonel (laughs) who definitely should have not been in the military after a while. He's, he's very, uh, uh, he should, at the very least, he should not be leading this, uh, expedition. But like, there's a funny moment where he has, uh, his microphone is still on and he's still talking to America, but he's just like, just rambling racist nonsense. (laughs) And it's just so bad. TV. Yeah. And like, even, even Orlean was, even president Orlean was like, Oh, cut the mic. Uh, Colonel, you're, uh, you're on the air. Oh, that's right. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Uh, but Benedict but that whole Drask. expedition. It's good. Name. What was that? Benedict Drask. That's what they called. Oh, Benedict. <laughs> that is a good name. <laughs> but the uh, the whole expedition is brought to a halt by uh, Mark Rylance's yes. character. Uh, he's the te- he's a tech head. He's uh, he was based off of Elon Musk apparently. Um, I don't remember that tech head's name. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at his page, Mark Rylance's page. Uh, Peter, oh, I love Mark Rylance. Isherwell. Peter Isherwell, I think, is Isherwell. Yeah, yeah. He is. Uh, he he's a, Peter Isherwell is a socially very socially awkward individual to the point where like people are like when when they're coming to meet him if they're having an interview they're like don't look at him. To, like talk over his shoulder, you know. Don't talk at him. Talk over like off in a direction. Um, th- there's 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 so many just like particulars that you just like you don't want to upset him or you know anything. He is in he is in control. He's soft spoken, very calm and qu- or quiet. But you know he's he's like a if you if he's like a child, I guess. If you yeah. put him into a tantrum, it's going to be very bad. Yeah. <laughs> But he he comes in and halts the whole expedition because he's like, I got a better idea. <laughs> he's he comes into the he comes into the room after the launch, and uh, he's like, "Oh, Madam President, can I can I talk to you out here, please?" <laughs> and and she's like, "Oh, we're in the middle of the now, please." <laughs> <laughs> That's is so good. <laughs> I I this character floored me for sure. I fucking love this character. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's phenomenal, and where that leads to, and and the jokes they play off of that again, all of it's satirical with modern day. Right. It's so good. Uh, I it's, do want to. It's watch all it on again. point. Uh, right. It's an easy one to go back to, and just like with. Most Marvel films stick around for both post credit scenes. Yeah. Um, I will yeah. say the only thing I had, the only problem I had with this movie, truly, was we got to the ending and I was just like, oh, man, that's the ending. And I had to stick around for the post credit scenes. I'm like, all right. All right. I feel a little better about yeah. it. <laughs> just a little bit. I still, the ending is the only thing about this movie that bothers me. But... Uh, it makes sense for the whole movie and everything that they're talking about. So it does uh, because this movie is about uh, the 
divisiveness and indecisiveness of humanity. So mm-hmm. I think the ending really works for that reason. Yeah, I agree. Because nature I do still agree. happens, and I feel like that might give it away, but <laughs> there you have it. I do. I do. My favorite thing, um, one of my favorite things in the movie was when they're at the a presidential rally. I'll leave this into my closing statement, I guess. Sure. Uh, they were at a presidential rally. And Meryl Streep's up there being like, all right, everybody, don't look up. Don't look up. Don't look up. And, like, everybody starts chanting with her, like, yeah. And then, like, one guy, like, looks up and he's just like, holy shit. So good. Uh, it, it had me rolling. I fucking love this movie. What can I say? Like, I'm still only going to give it three and a half stars. Um, I mean, it's easily rewatchable, but it's mm-hmm. and I understand the ending. I really do, and it's not not terribly. I mean, it doesn't ruin it the experience at all. But it's just that's the only thing that kept me from a four star was that it wasn't the ending I wanted. Right. It was the ending right. that was right for the movie. And I, I honestly would probably give it four stars on a better day, but it only gets three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> we already decided these are these are based on our whims. So it doesn't <laughs> this is what you feel. This is your truth. Uh I give it a face. I, I mean I definitely really enjoyed it. I will watch it again. Um it is super funny, but also, like, it is a little bit, like, it is good medicine, but it still has bitterness. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. laughing at it, but it still hurt my soul a little bit. It is a hurtful one. Yeah. You see characters in this movie and you're like, yep, I deal with them every day. Right. Oh, last night, I I feel like I put it in a good way. I I said... I can't deal with major news outlets right now. I just, I can't. I need, you know, I need to go and get COVID information every once in a while. I make sure I'm keeping up on that. But mm. this last administration, man, it, oh, God. And I, I told you last, <laughs> uh, last night that maybe 20 years from now, when when everything is less what it is now or more whatever Mm -hmm. it will be i would love to get all the history books about this period and really just figure out what the fuck happened yeah (laughs) (laughs) i can i can see you like you're reading like a book for like 20 years from now and you just like call me up one day it's like can you believe this kind of man was up for like the governor of such and such state at this time with all the shit in his life and i'm like yeah I was upset about it. <laughs> it really bothered me. <laughs> it really bothered me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a good time to be bothered. Uh, no, I, 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 I want that fortitude to be able to stay away. But, I don't know, it's like the... the it's got to be something worked out of my schedule. It really does. Because, like, when you go to the news, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts every day again. And it's yeah. just like, oh... My gosh. So yeah, that's that was the that is like another reason why I don't give this a full four stars is there was some truth bombs in this movie that yeah. really hurt. <laughs> yeah. Truth bombs can hurt. Truth bomb <laughs> Truth bomb shrapnel is real. 
Okay. And we're going to have <laughs> a truth bomb shrapnel support group. Uh, and we'll talk about our feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, I think it's it, it, hurtful aside. I think it's, uh, it wins. It beats uh, Eternals. Beats all of them darn superheroes in that big group. Which, by the way, that was, uh, we didn't mention it in Eternals, but like, I'm kind of like tired of all the big superhero groupings having the exact same characters. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's tropes and archetypes for yeah. a reason. I think it makes it easier for the writers. Um, right. But yes, there could be some change up. That would be nice. Yeah. But it, I don't know. It's just like the, the, the entire Eternals movie. I'm like, well, that's your Superman. And okay, that's kind of your Hawk, I guess. And yeah. it's just like, I guess that makes him Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have Mercury as your speed, or Makari as your, your Flash, yeah. speedster. Yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely, definitely. Definitely true. Oh, well. But, you know, the reason why it's that way is. It's the same guys who. Oh, that was like the same guy who wrote the characters in the comics. <laughs> yeah, it is. I have been the Green Traveler from Gorsh. Future Leon here again to say safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.